Three Kings. Thank you all for returning to this week's new study episode titled, Salvation Based on the Word of God, Part 1. I am Pastor John, welcoming our returning global audience of unchurched, self-study people, as well as those who are part of a church. For anyone looking for greater depths in God's Word with a stronger personal study, we also extend a warm welcome to all our new listeners here for the first time. Thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed of God. Please note, I hope I have stimulated you in searching scripture concerning prophecy and present world events. The issues with Ukraine and Russia may well become peaceful again. However, at this time we do not know that will be the outcome, even though it is the desired outcome at this point. The questions we need to answer starts with, what will happen if Russia uses nuclear weapons? Will that lead to World War III? What will the outcome of that be? So, keep watching, brothers and sisters in Christ. Search your Bible for the truth about these times we are living in. Look hard to see if these events are leading to or are, in fact, Bible prophecy becoming fact. Most important of all, keep the people of Ukraine in your prayers. May God bless you all. In our last episode titled, Believer's Salvation and the Work of God, Part 3, February 27th, we looked deeper into verse 8 and continued in Scripture. One of the things we noticed was, if these things, quote-unquote, are really yours and are continually increasing. We examined the, quote-unquote, things mentioned in Scripture and found a list of eight items that started with faith as the pivotal element in the list. We also noticed that these eight things had to not only be in us, but abound as well. We learned further about virtues that need to exist and, to find out more, listen to our third episode in our series titled, Believer's Salvation and the Work of God, Parts 1, 2, and Part 3, our last episode. Today, our scripture in 2 Peter chapter 1 reads, Therefore, I intend to remind you constantly of these things, even though you know them and are well established in the truth that you now have. Indeed, As long as I am in this tabernacle, I consider it right to stir you up by way of a reminder, since I know that my tabernacle will soon be removed, because our Lord Jesus Christ revealed this to me. Indeed, I will also make every effort that, after my departure, you have a testimony of these things. From 2 Peter Chapter 1, verses 12 through 15. Here in America, I remember the day when such reminding was a strong part of the daily walk in Christ. Every group we were a part of in the day would repeat teachings 
much as Peter is talking about here. However, today, many Americans quickly grow weary of this repetitive technique. The question then is, how do we remind each other in a way we do not forget and do not tire others and or offend others so they do not turn away? It is, in fact, the turning away that is at issue here that has only become more complicated as time has moved forward and social issues have changed with time. We can see how things were different in past times if we study history. We can see how people thought. We can also wonder why they thought what was in their minds of their day. Remember, in examinations like this, everything about life was different then. Things we now think and do that those in biblical times did not think or do. Things we think today that others never thought in their past days. Things that were socially acceptable that no longer are, or vice versa. When reminding people of something, biblical or not, this is defined by many social aspects determined valid by the present time one lives in. If you are a bit confused, this is the ill in this issue or subject. It was of importance for Peter, as it is for ministers of the gospel now, to bring known truths to remembrance. Men are liable to forget them, and they do not exert the influence over them which they ought. It is the office of the ministry not only to impart to a people truths which they did not know before, but a large part of their work is to bring to recollection well-known truths and to seek that they may exert a proper influence on the life. Amidst the cares, the business, the amusements, and the temptations of the world, even true Christians are prone to forget them, and the ministers of the gospel render them an essential service even if they should do nothing more than remind them of truths which are well understood and which they have known before. A pastor, in order to be useful, need not always aim at originality or deem it necessary always to present truths which have never been heard of before. He renders an essential service to mankind who reminds them of what they know but are prone to forget, and who endeavors to impress plain and familiar truths on the heart and conscience, for these truths are most important for man. From Barnes' New Testament Notes If you did not notice it, commentary defined what should be preached as a remembrance or to keep us reminded of the things we seem to always or mostly forget. Notice how commentary opened. It was of importance for Peter, as it is for ministers of the gospel now, to bring known truths to remembrance. Men 
are liable to forget them, and they do not exert the influence over them which they ought. This is also to women as well. Those two sentences of commentary told us a lot. Peter notes an importance that should also be in ministers of the gospel now. That being to bring known truths to remembrance. We learn further, a large part of the work is to bring to recollection well-known truths. So, not new truths that also need to be examined, but rooted truths also. Further, seek that you may exert a proper influence on the life amidst the cares, the business, the amusements, and the temptations of the world. Even true Christians are prone to forget them, and the ministers of the gospel render them an essential service, even if they should do nothing more than remind them of truths which are well understood and which they have known before. Are you getting this? Is any of it starting to sink in? Do you hear the strong emphasis made here on a repetitive learning? Do you not learn new things at your place of work? Do you repeat what you learn until you are satisfied that you can perform what you know effortlessly? Sometimes, for the purpose of moving forward and even being promoted? Of course, the answer to all these questions is yes. Now, notice the definition made here in commentary, which is very true. He renders an essential service to mankind who reminds them of what they know, but are prone to for get them. This is where many American pastors and teachers have failed. They did not notice what people in their influence, who gave them an ear to hear, were repetitively forgetting. They simply rambled on repetitively until those who listened became bored with what they had to say and left their congregations. This is a big reason why many born-again men and women are not part of a church body. They are church outcasts in today's world. They are so turned off by church that they have even fallen away. We learned a bit about this falling away in last week's episode. This situation is not good by any means of happening. Yet, despite this social issue, our commentator says, The ministers of the gospel render them an essential service, even if they should do nothing more than remind them of truths which are already understood and which they have known before. Our commentator shows the need for such church bodies where they do nothing more than remind them of truths which are well understood and known. If this is true, church leadership of such a church 
should understand when its members want more. They want more that cannot be found in the church they attend because they have outgrown the need for that particular repetitive teaching. What we should see here is the need for two church types at the very least. Notice how this commentary passage starts. A pastor, in order to be useful, need not always aim at originality or deem it necessary always to present truths which have never been heard before. There it is. A pastor that is useful to the body they serve need not always aim at originality. A pastor should also not deem it necessary to always present truths which have never been heard of before. All pastors also need to realize they render an essential service to mankind who reminds them of what they know but are prone to forget. That is the clincher right here. The body of one pastor will forget many things that another body under the charge of another pastor will not forget. A pastor, knowing the body he serves, must realize his primary charge, to present what they need to know and of what they need to be reminded. He also needs to know not only how to shepherd his sheep, but to know what they need when they need it. Giving a sheep water when it needs food is an ill example of how people get it wrong. A pastor also needs to endeavor to impress plain and familiar truths on the heart and conscience, for these truths are most important for man. That says a lot about the teaching qualities of a pastor, a shepherd in God's flock. Indeed, as long as I am in this tabernacle, I consider it right to stir you up by way of a reminder, since I know that my tabernacle will soon be removed, because our Lord Jesus Christ revealed this to me. From Second Peter chapter 1, verses 13 through 14. Quoting, it is my appropriate duty, a duty which is felt the more as the close of life draws near. As long as I live, as long as I am in the body, the body is called a tabernacle or tent as that in which the soul resides for a little time. To excite or arouse you to a diligent performance for your duties to keep up in your minds a lively sense of divine things. Religion becomes more important to a man's mind always as he draws near to the close of life and feels that he is soon to enter into the eternal world. From Barnes' New Testament Notes The tabernacle that Peter speaks of is in reference to his own flesh and blood. In other words, his own body as commentary revealed to us. Other biblical references refer to our body as a tent. So, it is very important to understand how a biblical author, such as Peter here, 
is using the word tabernacle or tent with reference to the human body or in reference to an actual building or tent. A physical structure is the first thought in the minds of modern men and women. Today, we need to pause. We need to dig, if necessary, to understand how a biblical author is using certain words like tabernacle and tent. Again, in this particular case, it is a reference, maybe even poetic reference, to the human body. That I must die. This he knew, probably, because he was growing old and was reaching the outer period of human life. It does not appear that he had any express revelation on the point. This does not mean that he had any new revelation on the subject, showing him that he was soon to die, as many of the ancients supposed. But the idea is that the time drew near when he was to die in the manner in which the Savior had told him that he would. He had said that this would occur when he should be, quote, old, end quote, and as he was now becoming old, he felt that the predicted event was drawing near. Many years had now elapsed since this remarkable prophecy was uttered. It would seem that Peter had never doubted the truth of it. From Barnes' New Testament Notes. So, our tabernacle or tent is erected for only a short time. Yet, 60, 70, 80, or even more years here on this earth seems extremely long. It is only in proper perspective when even 100 years is cast before eternal life. Then, even 100 years does not seem like much at all. Therein, is our difficulty with correct spiritual perspective with regard to age. We are much like Peter in the sense that as we get older, we realize our time here is shortening. Many American men, at least, become disillusioned with their lack of success in certain things as they get older and feel that they have accomplished little or even nothing. This is not what Peter is apparently feeling and thinking, but it does apply to many American men and some women in this present day and age. While I cannot speak about this issue in other countries, I have no doubt it plagues others around the world as well. In closing, Scripture reads, Indeed, I will also make every effort that, after my departure, you have a testimony of these things. Just what does Peter mean by that? After my departure? It almost sounds imminent. These things, the truths and duties he had inculcated, one of the best ways of doing the greatest good for time and eternity is to lead all people as far as possible rightly to understand and permanently to remember the truths God has revealed and thus keep before them the motives he presents to lead men to believe and obey him. From Family Bible Notes, 
from the Nazarene Users Group. I will leave such a permanent record of my views on these subjects that you may not forget them. He meant not only to declare his sentiments orally, but to record them that they might be pursued when he was dead. He had such a firm conviction of the truth and value of the sentiments which he held that he would use all the means in his power that the church and the world should not forget them. From Barnes New Testament Notes That you may be able, by having this epistle among you. From John Wesley's Notes on the Bible If you understand only one thing, may it be this one. One of the best ways of doing the greatest good for time and eternity is to lead all people as far as possible rightly to understand and permanently to remember the truths God has revealed and thus keep before them the motives he presents to lead men to believe and obey him. He, Peter, had such a firm conviction of the truth and value of the sentiments which he held that he would use all the means in his power that the church and the world should not forget them. The reason for this thinking and action, that you may be able, by having this epistle among you, meaning in your hearts, minds, and souls. We will continue to work deeper into this passage in our next episode, Salvation Based on the Word of God, Part 2. What does Peter mean when he says, The power and return of the Lord Jesus Christ? To find out, join us next week. Play or download our episodes from one of our podcast hosts, or follow direct links to these platforms on our website, under the podcast menu item. Details follow. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched. Currently, an all-electronic Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. We greatly appreciate serving our international audience. God bless you all. If you are visiting for the first time, welcome, and God bless you. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners and new listeners. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. Thank you all so much. God bless you all. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you find God as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Please find a short link to our episode titled, How to Be Saved, at the bottom of any episode description. To learn more about us and who we are, give our episode titled, Introduction, About Us, Who We Are, a listen. In that episode, you will learn more about us, who we are reaching out to, our mission, vision, ministry, and more. Again, A short link to this episode is found at the bottom of any episode description. If you go to our internet homepage, under the podcast menu item, 
you can find many popular podcast platforms we are found on. We are located at this internet address, unchurched.site123.me. At present, we are located on a growing number of podcast sites, so you should be able to find us on a platform you like. We refresh all our feeds with every weekly episode upload on Sundays. These sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh. Now, may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and by grace gave us eternal comfort and good hope encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good thing you do or say. Until next week, this is Pastor John for the Church of the Unchurched.